0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. So, the title of my message this morning is Excellence is Raising the Bar. Now, in preparation for this, I was, I was racking my brains. I was checking out Google. I was checking out the Bible. And um, you know, we want to do things good. We want to do things well. We want to do things excellent. Amen. Amen. And it got me to thinking that that actually, some of us are like the most. Of our, some of us are like the rest of us. We're all the same. Yeah, we're all the same. We all live in houses. We all drive cars. We all. Um, Go to jobs, we all have uh, Or some of us might be students for just now But we all do something to to, to further our career To further our lives Because we want the best for our lives, amen And what I came to realise was That every single one of us We're like boxes We live in mindsets We live in things that would try and restrict us Control us, contain us And uh, I... um, going to kind of do something quite symbolic just now okay see these boxes i'm going to be using them very shortly okay because i'm thinking of moving my house or sorry moving house and uh this is what i want us to do for our lives i want us to think about the boxes that we maybe think that we're in and uh just forget about it because god doesn't want us to be living in boxes he doesn't want us to be living even out of boxes i don't know about you but i've traveled a couple of times and when i've traveled away you live out of a suitcase you live out of what is in that suitcase so if you've forgotten stuff then you're in trouble unless of course there's a good shop around about you so this morning all these boxes represent who we are these are our lives okay and i want us to put them aside i want us to to think like this because there's no restraint and there's no restrictions in the things that God has for our lives. Yeah. Now I was speaking to Kevin through the week and I was saying hey Kevin you're going up to Inverness and, and I'm going to preach here in Aberdeen and uh, so what, what's, the, what's, the, what's the, uh, the message that, that you want uh, preached or what's the kind of the guidance that you'd like to give on this and um, do you know what he said to me? He said to me he's been thinking about the word mission very recently and the word mission kind of gets you, oh, what's that all about? This is uh, this is something that, that would describe, you know, the purpose for um, a charity, the purpose for an organisation, the reason to exist. And ultimately it comes back to this question, why? So why are we all here? Why are we all here? And I love that word mission because it's very similar to the word vision that we speak a lot about. But mission, okay, It's about a cause and a vision is about an effect. So, a cause is something that is to be accomplished. And a vision is an effect and it's something to be pursued. We want to build the kingdom of God in this place. We want to build the kingdom of God in Aberdeen. And for that to happen, we're going to go from this process to this process and we're going to do it. Amen? We are going to do it. And then out of that, there's things that you've probably heard of speaking about values, goals, decisions uh, and action. And all of that is to support a mission. All of that is to support a vision. To get the job done. So I want to challenge the status quo in your life. Which is why I've deliberately destroyed that box. I want to challenge the things that you're thinking in your mind. I want to challenge the language that you speak. I want to challenge every single area of your life. Because actually there are no restrictions in God for your life there is nothing that you cannot do in Jesus Christ Amen so here's the challenge and I don't want to see a show of hands are you lazy are you addicted to something I see there's one or two lazy people here but you don't need to put up your hands are you addicted to something are you lonely are you unsatisfied Is there things in your life that you want to change but are struggling to change Here and now, I want to tell you, you'll never do it in yourself. Here and now, you can try and uh, put a plan of action in place. You can try and think about all the things that you know about. You can try and think about all the things that you've seen or maybe heard. But actually, we need the God factor. We need the God factor in our lives to address the areas that we are struggling with. Okay? So what's God saying to you? What is he asking you to do in your life? Because he doesn't want you to remain the same. He doesn't want you to stay the same today as you come in, as you will go out today. Because there's a message that will be spoken today. And God is in charge. Amen? Amen. So if you're not happy with something, what do you do? You change it. Amen? Amen? You know, if I'm not happy with something, I change it. If I'm not happy with my car, I change it. If I'm not happy with any single situation that I am responsible for I have the ability in my life to change it and it's the same for every single one of us you know there's a verse in the bible that speaks and it says that we were created for such a time as this we were created by God who is our father we were created by a God who loves us a God who cares about us and a God who has got the absolute best for us so what are we doing how are we mimicking what jesus has explained to us or he's asked us to do because i love the verse in the bible i think it's in genesis 1 and verse 3 we don't need to turn there but it speaks about uh then god said let there be light and there was light now god when he speaks something action takes place when you speak something action takes place if you do not speak something then obviously the opposite of that happens so it's so important when we use our words that we actually speak into that spirit realm speak into the natural realm and see change for our lives so like i said the title of my message is excellence is raising the bar we don't want to stand where we are today tomorrow we want to be progressive in what we are doing So I looked up the word word excellence uh, in the dictionary, Okay, and this is what it says. It's the quality of being um, outstanding or extremely good. I think that describes me, honey. (laughs) The quality of being outstanding or extremely good. I love what um, Ralph Marston said. He was a professional footballer. He said, excellence is not a skill. Excellence is an attitude. And I love working with people who have got a fantastic attitude. I remember my boss said to me one time, Brian, we're going to give you some people who um, who maybe don't have a lot of training, a lot of experience. And I said to him, no problem at all. I'm happy to work with anyone. And I said, how are their attitudes? And he said, their attitudes are fantastic. These are the people that I want to get around. These are the people that I want to be around because they are the ones that are teachable. These are the ones that are train, um, uh, yeah, trainable. So... Is that you this morning? Are you excellent? So here's a story for you, okay? Here's a story for you. Now this is a story of a man. And he was walking by a construction yard. And um, he could see three people... Um, well, all with wheelbarrows, if you imagine wheelbarrows and each one of them had a huge, a massive stone um, in, this, in this wheelbarrow so he goes up to the first person and the first person, um, he said to him so what is it that um, you're doing, what are, you, what are you trying to achieve and he said, these were his words he says, I'm just hauling some rocks now the guy who asked the question, he wasn't very satisfied with the response. So he goes up to the second guy. Now obviously they're all carrying uh, or pulling uh, the, the, the same thing. They're all, um, got, they've got a wheelbarrow. And the second guy, he says to him again, what are you doing? What are you trying to build? And this time the guy, he didn't even look at him and he said, we're just putting up some walls. We're just putting up some walls. And the guy just wasn't impressed with the response and he's frustrated at this time and what he says to the third guy he goes over to the third guy and he says look you've got this wheelbarrow you've got this huge rock in, in the wheelbarrow what is it you're doing and the guy literally put down the wheelbarrow he wiped the, 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 the brow of his head and he said these were his exact words we're building a castle and it's going to be magnificent now all three of these guys they had a different perception All three of these guys had a different story. That different story of, I'm just carrying a boulder, to, oh yeah, I'm just building a wall, to, I'm building something with purpose, I'm building something that is magnificent, I'm building a castle. You know, I may only be part of this small, this small stone, this small thing, but I can see what the plan is. I can see what I'm going to be part of and I'm doing it with all of my effort. Now that third guy is the the guy that I would want to be around because that's the third guy that's going to encourage me. It's the third guy that I know that I can work with in my life. So we're speaking about um, excellence this morning and we're breaking out of our moulds, we're breaking out of our boxes and I want to speak about a guy in the Bible. And his name is Daniel. Now Daniel was a prophet and when I hear the word prophet I'm like my goodness me, man of God, prophet. He, he speaks to God, it's like he's in constant communication with God, it's like he's got no time for anyone. But actually he's a man of God who we can learn a lot from. So if you've got your Bibles, we're going to turn to Daniel 6 and we're going to read verse 1 to 5. And it says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps, to be over the whole kingdom. And over these three governors, of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them, so that the king would not suffer loss. Then Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king gave thought to him over the whole realm so the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom but they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful nor was there any error or fault found in him then these men said we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God now I love the story of of daniel you know daniel's a a great example he's actually a guy i would love to meet he's a guy who is just if you read the story the entire story of daniel you can just see the progression in his life you can see that he is going through many things even in advance of this situation and he's a guy who that we can learn from so he's a man who's got lots of friends he's a man of quite um, significant influence And this is the first point to my message this morning. Daniel had a different spirit and we need to be similar to Daniel. We need to be similar. You know, we can walk around and we can do our lives and we can just think the way that we are and we can just say, yeah, it's all fine, I don't need to change. But actually, if you have a different spirit, if you have a different attitude, if you have a different heart condition, if you have a different mindset, then from there, actually, The world, I believe, is totally your oyster. The world you can do with what you will. And you can go from this position to that position where there are no restrictions. So Daniel is a fantastic example. He had an excellent spirit. And I put this down to him seeing things differently. You know, sometimes when people are leaders, not sometimes, I'd say most of the times, When most of the times when people are leaders, they see things in advance of others. And that's what a prophet does. A prophet sees things that God is saying. A prophet sees things that, that are maybe over people's lives. And if we can turn back a few chapters, we're going to go to Daniel chapter 1, verse 11. If that's okay, Jane. And this is Daniel doing... Some different things, and I love this, okay? So Daniel said to the steward, whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Ezariah, Please test your servants for ten days, and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. How nice. Then let our appearance be examined before you, and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies, as you see fit. So deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. At the end of the ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel... Had understanding in all dreams and visions. I love that thing about Daniel that he was given all dreams and visions, and we're going to come to that a little bit later. So Daniel and his friends they did some different things. They challenged the status quo. They challenged all the delicacies, all the nice meats and all the nice wines, and they said, We're going to prove to you that actually you don't need this to be looking so well. You don't need these things. Because actually, if you take water and if you take vegetables, they in themselves are nutritious enough for you. And I want to tell you from personal experience, this is it's called a Daniel Fast. And it works fantastically, fantastically well. And this is Daniel thinking outside of the box. Now, I don't know about you, but some of the other guys who were on that, that, that training scheme, you know, not his, not his three friends, but the other guys, they must have been terribly upset because at one moment they've got all the nice chickens and all the nice meats and then they've got some vegetables and i think that's one of the issues that that daniel was probably working against and we're going to read about that a little bit later on so daniel had an eye for detail the small things mattered the peers wouldn't have been happy with daniel since he'd got all the king's delicacies taken away from him so what are the things in your lives? What are the things in my life that I want to challenge? What are the things that I'm going to do a little bit differently? You know, there's lots of different areas. Am I going to go to my bed earlier? Am I going to uh, watch the, the things that maybe I shouldn't be watching on television? Am I going to be reading different magazines that maybe I shouldn't be reading? There are things that are going through your mind right now that God is speaking to you about. You know, the very words that I'm speaking out of my mouth, you're hearing them. But God, by His Spirit, is speaking to you the areas that He wants you to think about. So let's be different. Let's have a different spirit like Daniel had. The next point is that Daniel knew when to seek advice. I don't know about you, but I've never had a condition or a position, sorry, where I've had to go in and potentially make a decision based on life and death. And we're going to read a a certain scripture now to Daniel. Daniel 2, verse 16. So if you want to turn there. And it says, So Daniel went in. And asked the king to give him time, that he might tell the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret, so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night of vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. So if we just take a little bit of a step back, okay? There's a king over the land, and the king has had a dream. And I, again, I love this story. The king has had a dream, and he said to all of his soothsayers, he said to all of his wise men, I want you to tell me what the dream was. Imagine that. And I also want you to tell me the, under, the interpretation of it. Now, Daniel's response to that is absolutely fantastic. He said only a God in heaven can can answer that question. So Daniel and his friends take time. They get together and they take the time required to seek God so that the answer would be given to the king because ultimately on Daniel's head, if he gets it right or if he gets it wrong, a whole stack of people are going to die. So this is quite an important thing. This is not just like a, yeah, this is not just like a, well, we go to McDonald's or we go to Burger King. This is, like, this is like life and death. Yeah? This is life. This is serious. This is really important. So here's another fabulous example for us that we would take that as an example that we need to ask for help. I don't know about you, but you know, I'm a guy. I'm a guy, and guys are proud. yeah. If Ruth tells me something or if someone tells me something, I'll weigh up that thing, and then I'll go, okay, thank you very much, and I'll either agree with it or I'll then think, disagree with that and i'm actually going to do something else now on that basis it's so important to to glean advice it's so important to take advice in different situations because you don't want to just react out of a situation because in doing so you could open up a whole myriad of other issues but taking advice and having key people around about you whether it be leaders whether it be friends or whether it be people of influence that you trust and these are the good things to do because I want to make good decisions for my life and for my family's life. I don't want to step out not knowing that God is there, that not knowing that God has my back because I cannot do this thing myself. So Daniel, he sought help, but he not only sought help from his friends, he sought help from God. And God is our comfort. God is, he is all revelation. He is all fount of knowledge. He is all understanding. And if we can tap into to God like, like Daniel did, then we will progress and we will do so much more things in our lives because of that um, benefit, because of that. Um, I've got a verse here, and we don't need to turn to it. It's 1 Peter 5, verse 6, and this speaks about humility. It says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. And I want to just come back to that word pride again. Because like, like most guys in, in the room, we're full of pride. We're full of ourselves. And actually, we need to die to ourselves. We need to die to, to what we think is maybe correct and accurate for our lives. Because it says that God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I want to be in that position where I have got direct communication with God. I do not want to have any barrier, be it sin, be it an attitude be it wherever but I want there to be absolute communication so that there is no misunderstanding between the two so it's so important that we ask for help and here's the third point Daniel set his priorities in a number of areas okay Daniel he placed um, his place of relationship with God was so that he could hear so he spent the time like we just said he positioned himself to see God he spent time wisely with God. It says in one of the verses that he was on his knees and he was praying to God. And that is a place of humility. That is a place of submission. And he kept his cool and his rhythm. You know, there's different things that will happen in our lives that will challenge the very status quo. It's fine. Just keep on doing what you're doing. You'll be fine. You don't need to change in any way. Or even our languages. Yeah, but that's just me. I, that's just me. I'm not I'm not able to change What they're actually saying is, I'm not willing to change because I know what I'm doing, I'm comfortable with what I'm doing. And I put that out there to challenge every single one of us because we don't want to be the same today as we were yesterday, as we will be tomorrow. We want to be changed people. So, Daniel 6, verse 10, it speaks of the story of Daniel being thrown into the lion's den, and that's the story that we spoke of initially. And I put this down to, to Daniel being thrown in that place because of someone's emotions. And it was the king's emotions. You know, the king was not happy with Daniel. It actually says that, if we can turn, yeah, that would be brilliant, thank you. Verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing, that was the royal statute, had been signed, he went home. In his upper room and his windows were wide open uh, towards Jerusalem. He knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed. And gave thanks before his God, as was his custom since early days. God says, um, through, through, uh, God says to Daniel, you know, challenge me in this, seek me in this. And God revealed exactly the thing that, that Daniel had to do. And in this situation, Daniel was thrown to the lions. He was thrown to the lions again because the king had an emotional issue. The king had an emotional emotional crisis. Now I don't know about you, but if I'm thrown in amongst the lions, literally, I'm expecting to be dead within hmm. a couple of seconds. But if we read on further, it says that God shut the lions' mouths. So it wasn't Daniel's time to die. It wasn't his time to die. He was put in a position that challenged his insecurities yeah but he was not ready for death because god had ordained it and it said that he eh, that god had shut the lion's mouth so there's things in our lives that we need to deal with that would try and shut us down that would try and actually kill us but if we take authority over them then we can overcome these things amen so God says, worship me, have no other God before me. And that ultimately was what the king, king's problem was because the king wanted every single person to bow down to him for a space of 30 days. Now Daniel, he did not in any way compromise with that because he knew his God. He knew the effect if he had bowed down to what would happen. And he was willing to say, God, I trust you more than I fear the king or the actions that the king would, would um would have over him so coming back to emotions because of emotions this man was put in the den with all the lions and because of emotions his peers also wanted him dead I love the fact that I've got good friends that I can phone up I love the fact that I've got people at my work that I can speak to who would encourage me in every single area of my life I thank God that, that around us is, uh, sorry, are people who that love us and support is because if we have people like that then there is absolutely nothing i believe that we cannot do you know the very fact that, that that ruth and i are here the very fact that we are congregational pastors that we've been in the church a number of years i look at that and if i was to look back from the position that we first came into church and thought i wonder what god's going to do to know where we are isn't it amazing the journey that god takes you through and we couldn't do it without God we could not do it without our friends and without our family because you know for example supposing Kevin and Cheryl weren't supportive of us this is not the case okay but supposing that they were how awful would it be? How awful would it be to have leaders over us who did not believe in us, who did not trust yeah. us, who did, did not even know or, 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 or say that we could do the things that we could do? But actually, our God is a God who has got all grace for us, He's got all vision for us, He's got all purpose for us, and actually, His mission is for His church to be built. Yeah, Kevin and Cheryl's task is to cause that to happen through every single one of us in this area, and I absolutely want to be part of that. Amen. So let's position ourselves. Um, Daniel positioned himself, himself, and he went to the upper room. You know, he did not change his rhythm. I want to challenge us today. Let's not change our rhythm. So if our rhythm is getting up in the morning and reading the Bible if our rhythm is getting up early morning and praying then continue to do that because the benefits of it are fantastic you are in absolute constant communication with God and the very fact that you're on your knees and you declare God I'm here I'm with you I'm available is actually what God is looking for because as Cheryl had said earlier he wants our hearts he doesn't want the boulders he doesn't want the attitude he doesn't want the whatever because He is a God who is So because of some other people's consequences, um, Daniel was put in a position that he did not like necessarily. And the king was not impressed with what Daniel's peers, peers tried to do. And actually they got their comeuppance. It says in the Bible a little bit later on that those people that wanted Daniel dead, they plus their families were thrown into the lion's den. And within seconds those people were killed. Now that sounds a little bit harsh. Yeah? It sounds a little bit harsh in that God would cause that to happen. But God is a God. God is a just God. And he is a God who will take action when he has to. And now that's quite a severe action. But I want to tell you, I want to be in a place. And you should be in a place. And we should be in a place that we are in constant communication with God. And I know that I'm repeating myself because we do not, not, we do not want to be in a place where we do not know what is going on so ultimately what we're speaking about here is change it's about changing from one condition to another and change is the act or the instance of making or becoming different and i loved them um, when we had conference on in uh was it april uh some of the some of the speakers who came through they really challenged my thinking because you know in terms of change you think it's easy to change. And yes, it is as long as you've got help and support and you have a plan. But we need the God factor in our lives. We need the transformational power of Jesus Christ in our lives. And I'm going to come back to what I said originally. You know, we can make all of these things clear on a piece of paper. But we need the life-changing presence and help from Jesus Christ. We need His Holy Spirit to come in to transform our lives. Because without His Spirit... It's just like we're flogging a dead horse. It's just like us trying to, 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 to better ourselves. And actually, we're not getting any further forward. But if we ask and we submit to the Holy Spirit to, 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 to challenge us, then all of these things will happen. I love this, um, this, this quote from Smith Wigglesworth. And it says, In me is working a power stronger than every other power. The life that is in me is a thousand times bigger than I am on the outside. You know, we are all physical flesh. We are. And there's only so much that we can do but there's a spirit of God that lives on the inside of every single one of yeah. us that would get us up every morning, that would speak to us every night, that would reveal the mysteries of God for our lives because God has a plan. God has a purpose. God has a mission for your life and he wants to speak to you and reveal those things. Why? Because he loves you. Why? Because he wants a relationship with you. Why? Because he wants you to change from glory into glory that you would never be the same again amen Amen. so we need transformational power in our lives we can't do it by ourselves we can't just pull up our socks and say and say yes that's us we've fixed everything we have to actually ask for god's help and actually as well it's not by positive thinking Because I'm sure a lot of us in here, if not most, if not all of us, we're all positive people. But the power of positivity isn't going to see change to your situation. You need to be impacted by Jesus Christ and by the power of his Holy Spirit. So what we're doing today is we're challenging our belief systems. That ultimately is what I want to do. Now That's the message that I want to leave with you today. That the belief system that you have is being changed. It's being renewed daily after day after day by the power of God's Holy Spirit. So let's raise the bar. Let's not put up with status quo. Let's change the things that we are doing. And if that means catching up with some people, if that means developing our relationships further so that actually we would be the leader and we would see people go on that journey with us.